0: You're listening to.
1: Whoa! Hot luck. Uh, fuck thugging. Uh, yeah. Killer queen loving. Lovin'. You with that bitch look like with cool best cousin. cousin. Black hugging. Yeah. Bitches like in danger. Saber 2 saga. I'm a motherfucking yellow like ranger. ranger. Yeah. yeah. And I for Fina just a so black. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. My name is Minji Chang, your host. Thanks for coming back, if you're coming back, and welcome to the new listeners. This episode is going to be amazing. I say that a lot in a lot of my episodes, but I feel it in my bones. And I'm so excited to introduce my guest because we're talking about my new... Um, psychological spiritual awakening that I've been going down with my therapist <laughs> and amazing producer mother wife woman extraordinaire Pennyway Hi Penny Hi Welcome to first of all I'm very excited to be here thanks for having me Thank you for being here um do you want to introduce yourself cuz I I can hype you up but I also want to hear how you, how you share your story <laughs>
0: Well, I'm a hypnotherapist and a motivational speaker, and um, I'm also a mom, as you said, and Chief of our family and everything. Yeah, you are. I, I have a podcast called See the Way with Panny Way. And um, it's all it's all, all the work that I do with my company and with my workshops is to help empower people to see the way in their life. As I discover the light and the way and how I find my purpose and my passion, my path, and forge ahead and express it in the world, um, my purpose is also to help people um, light their path as well and discover it on their own. And you do. <laughs>
1: So yes, you are. I, I've actually gotten to know Panny over the course of a few years now through the Asian American community, through collaboration, which I used to run. And so it's been really, really cool to see Panny and all her different lights. Like you have so many different roles that you play and I've gotten to know you, you know, professionally, because that's how I was like introduced to you through the film festival world and all that. But like as a person, and then I love seeing you with your daughter. I just, mm. I adore her. Thank I love you. That lovely, precious child. I'm like, that's how all kids should be, please. Um, and your husband's amazing. And it's just like, it's such an inspirational thing to just be friends with you. And now we get to work together. Yes, professionally, um, because I have started therapy and I have a little bonus episode where I've shared, you know, what that's been like. It's been quite a journey to like get to this point, but, um, I just want to sit down and talk about hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. therapy and, um, mental health and self-care because we've been able to discuss that as friends and now as like a client and, and Mm -hmm. practitioner level. And it's been really, really wonderful. So that's like my, my starter, um, this is a very uplifting episode. I can already feel it. But can you tell me, cause that hypnotherapy was not always your background, right? Can you, can you share with the listeners like how you got into that space? Because that was quite a journey in and of itself, right? Yeah. I used to be um, a competitive figure skater when
0: I was little. So it was kind of like my first career. Mm -hmm. And I used to get really nervous before competitions. And so part of the way that my coach at the time, Sashi Kuchiki, who recently passed, was to do creative visualization. And he said like many, many athletes used it for sports performance. Yeah, And it was his kind of Zen way to calm me down. And so I kind of incorporated some of these methods. And then... And um, later on in life, you know, um, it just became a useful tool to help change my mindset anytime I got stuck on something, whether it was like, like, a, you know, if I had to do another competition or if a test at school or something like that. But, yeah, um, I would just sort of kind of use these methods um, also to stay calm in the chaos of life and family life, you know, being in a big... Freaking family.
1: So, oh and your oldest, too. I'm the right? oldest, of course. Yeah. So I'm like, uh. oh my God, how am I going to
0: survive this? So, okay, take a chill pill, just chill. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, when i When I ended my um, ice skating career in high school um, after having skated for like twelve thirteen years and training all the time, um, I just had sort of this feeling of a loss of identity because mm-hmm. I spent all this time focused on something that I was really passionate about and was good at. Mm-hmm. But then when it was like time to kind of leave that leave that behind and move on, it was like sort of a huge like identity crisis and like a wake up call and then um, it sort of plunged me into this space of um sort of rediscovering who i was and you know i was a little i was i was really sad about le- like letting go of something and I, I think a lot of athletes who spend a, in, you know an intense amount of time mastering something feel this or anybody who does something for a long time yeah. and then has to, has to change suddenly because of an injury or whatever so um i became like really 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 just lost and that sort of spiraled into you know, a little bit of an eating disorder mm-hmm. and the eating disorder, which I think is very common in the world of like figure skating or gymnastics, as you know, and you've heard in the news and everything and dance and, and it, women and yeah. dance and, and for women in general, like I think it's like a combination of like societal pressure of having to look and feel uh, a certain way yeah. to, to, to exist in the world. Um, that was sort of a, a huge part of being a teenager and yeah. a young person. And then, um, When I was nineteen, I had a near-death experience with it because I think any type of you know um, manifestation of you know an illness or something, if if unresolved and untaken care of, can um, you know reach a climax for sure. Yeah. So Uh so basically, mine was in a near-death experience and um but that very dark moment in my life ended up being my greatest gift um because i was able to um learn so many different um, things that I ha- now share with other people, mm-hmm. and um, I had to use hypnosis to help me uh, heal myself because um, at that time it was it was like very it was like a shameful thing to have something like this, especially being Asian American. It wasn't something that you could talk to your parents really about or a lot of anybody.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and, especially and your parents. It
0: wasn't. It was in the time like in the early '80s too, where in the '80s mid '80s, where it wasn't there wasn't like there was research, but not a lot of research. About it. Got it. So I was sort of in this strange position where I think I had to navigate my own path, which you know is become a huge um, theme in my life about figuring out how do I find my way out of this? How do I find my way um to the light again? How do I find my way to um, being happy again? And so um the near this experience was that kind of wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> And it showed me um, the difference, obviously, between you know, choosing life, even if life is really, really hard, to, to be alive and to have the gift of being able to breathe and do things and experience being human mm-hmm. is more important, is, is definitely a gift other, you know, than you know, um, giving up. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Even though you get very, very close to that. I mean, it's. It was, it was pretty bad. I mean, yeah. I used, if, if you saw that movie, um, this is an older movie with Robin Williams called What Dreams May Come. I've definitely. Oh seen my gosh. That movie. Yeah. The scene where Anna Bella Shira's character, where she, um, he's trying to look for her and she's in this sort of gray space Yeah, where, do you remember that? I, it's scene? coming back to me. Yeah. Where yeah. she's, um, sort of trapped. And everything is gray, and she's all alone. Yeah. And somehow Robin Williams finds her. Yeah. That space was sort of the place that I went to in my near death experience. It wasn't the light, you know. It wasn't like the end of the tunnel, and you see your ancestors coming to greet you. <laughs> They're all like, walking, Hello. glowing, and yeah, like- yeah, yeah. No, mine was like a dark space, and but one ancestor did, like I think, like a relative was present and was like, I mean, I'm so grateful for this. this. because she was like, Hey girl, it's not your time. Like wake up, you know, get out of here, Yeah, yeah. get out, like go back, you know? And I was like, I heard it so loudly that I was like, what the, okay. And then (laughs) I'm not done. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess so. And then, and then, um, and that started the journey of self healing and, Mm -hmm. and I used, um, hypnotherapy hypnosis um, and meditation and some other alternative therapies to, um, heal myself. It took a long time. Yeah. Like, maybe three years or so. Okay. You know, because I
1: was doing it on my own. That's... that's <laughs> was- a ba- You're, like, the ultimate self-starter. I mean, who does... Like... That's, and that's such a gift. I mean, it, you don't find people, people fight for their lives, you know, not to downplay the fact that like <laughs> simply getting up each day is, is a, I, I, I really commend people because it can be a fight just to get up and you don't feel motivated or and then you feel lost and you just feel like, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. So just to get up, that's, that's a fight. I'm not downplaying, <laughs> but to also like go the extra nine yards. I mean, that's why I think you're just, I can know that there's exceptional people of, an extra fire, you know, and, it, and, and, and then you do that. And then now you're doing that to give it back to other people because we, we all need to fight. There's going to be those moments and it's going to happen. And we talked about yeah. um, cycles of life, you yeah. know, it's never going to be a one time you went through this one really terrible thing and that's it. You're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe you got really strong and resilient, yeah. but it's going to, you know, difficult things will always arise. Right. they always come in your life. And yeah. I
0: think, I think having that, fire of optimism in you, which I feel like when I analyzed my life in the past, like just even from childhood, I think I might have been inherently born with it or uh-huh. something because there was always something in me that kept going like, don't give up, don't give up, don't <laughs> give up, don't give up. <laughs> so I don't know. And it, I, it saved me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and I think all these other, while you're searching and you're like looking for ways to, to heal yourself and get happy again, like amazing things happen where tools and people come to your life and teachers when you're ready yeah. like you know when the when the student's ready the teacher appears and that's very true it's a, it's like not a cliche and it's a it's a real thing that happens and i found myself like as i was on that journey different teachers would come but you know um it, did, it took me a while to kind of um, jump into realizing that this could be something I could do for a living, you Yeah, know? Yeah. Because I was, like, so conditioned being Asian American and having, like, our amazing, like, you know, crazy rich parents, you know, crazy rich Asian <laughs> parents. <laughs>
1: and your mom is amazing. Like, you just told me a little bit about your mom. She's, like, quite the character. And it's it's incredible.
0: <laughs> but you know how they always, like, they're like, oh, you got to be a doctor, a lawyer, Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And, and um, an accountant, or yeah, whatever. or something like stable, like a government job. Not yeah. anymore, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> not anymore. People, so parents. oh, so sad. Um, but but I ended up doing um, other jobs other than what I was doing. Like I after after school, I. I went into like finance and business development in the entertainment business, and I tried a lot of different things. But I look back now, and and it it, it got to a place where I was just still unhappy. Mm-hmm. But I remembered the feeling that I had when I was skating, and that feeling was you know, always like this feeling that I was like giving to the world and this was my purpose and I was really good at it and everything felt really aligned. So the, the skating was, you know, became a really great gift because I often look on it as a source of inspiration for what I currently do right now. Like that, you know, as I was looking for the things that I needed to do and whatever my purpose was, it had to be aligned with that same feeling I had on the ice, which is you're living your purpose. You're good at something and mm-hmm. it's something you can share with the world. Mm-hmm. And so after I, you know, worked a little bit in the entertainment business, um, I just hit sort of a brick wall when I turned 30 and, um, realized that, um, this is probably not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I tried a lot of different things and, um, I remembered the experience I had um, when I was skating. I remembered the near-death experience. I remembered how, you know, all these different alternative forms of therapies helped me. And I thought, I think God has given me this, these experiences, so that I can use something with it. Yeah. Because it, when you have information and wisdom in you, and you don't share it with people, it festers inside, and it's not a good feeling. Yeah. And when you figure it out that. Hey, I got this wisdom, and I'm meant to kind of recycle and give it to other people. Then that sort of energy keeps going, and that cycle of life going, and, and you can you can really better the world with that attitude, right? So, and yourself, I feel like yeah, it's, it's a
1: very like you can't hold it. it it's in. a cathartic feeling. Yeah. It was I actually watched a Inside the Actors Studio with uh, Angelina Jolie of all people, and she's you know. It's funny. Last one of the last episodes I did was about Mean Girls and how women can be very, you know. There's the been chat. people that have been terrible to Angelina Jolie because of I, you know, I still have feelings about, you know, Jennifer Aniston, and Brad Pitt,
0: but like <laughs> I know, don't we all? Don't
1: we all? <laughs> but also like you know, hearing her insight as an artist and she's incredibly talented and it's really interesting how some people. Will write off really beautiful, attractive people as like, oh, they just got it because their looks. But when she was talking about art and when she was talking about her passion, it was very much reading through that it's it's her calling. It's not just a, a vanity thing. Yes, it's not something that was just handed to her on a plate because she happens to be really attractive in X Y Z manner. It was really about the release of something within her and that, that, and then it's reminding me of what you're saying because it's this catharsis. It's a release. It's to be understood and to understand Mm -hmm. it's a cycle. Like you understand by the doing of acting and creating, and then you also feel like you're understood. And that, that, I think that's kind of that part of like sharing yourself, Mm -hmm. your purpose, your whole self, your whole self self. is very, very important to kind of living this fuller, healthier life. And when we don't do that, there's like a blockage and it, physically can turn into illness and yes. I've seen that happen too yeah. a lot and yeah. that's really sad and that's why honestly and you're saying these, these perfect things of like when <laughs> when you're ready like the teacher will appear yes and I genuinely feel like that's <laughs> what happened with you and me Aww. because again I've been able to chat with you and get to know you and all these other aspects but I was at this particular point in life of like no there's there are things that I need like you reach that wall, like yes. you're saying, you reach yes. that brick wall and you're like, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's so funny that, and you bring up 30 because a lot of different, like the millennials right now are yes. like, what do I do? <laughs> Just prepare. It's coming. Yes. Can you talk about, I mean, cause like that, that's such an important, these turning points, right. Where you yeah. kind of clarified, right. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. How did that, how did you get did you punch through the wall? Did you get over the wall? Did you make a hole and go tunnel under the wall? Like, how did you that wall appear and how did you get through that to like get to this? I'm yeah. sure of like, no, my purpose is to like help people through hypnotherapy, right? I I
0: think um, it was uh, obviously twofold. It was the memory of the near death experience that gave me the gift of life is too short, and uh-huh. you need to figure out what it is that you're good at and your purpose and give back to the world and do something that you're that um, gives you life and gives you happiness. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it was also, I had been, um, working at the producers guild doing business development and, um, I was very good at this job and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, however, it didn't feel like it was encompassing all the different parts of me Mm -hmm. that God gave me to, to use. And my, my, my mission, my adage to myself is like, God give me, All the resources and thank you and give me the courage to be able to use me all up, use everything that that you gave me so that when I die, I will feel like I have lived fully, given fully, used all parts of me, you know, and that, you know, I, I have no regrets. I've been in service to the world. So, you know, even though I was really good at what I did at the PGA and all the jobs before that, like working in nonprofit arts organizations, it didn't fully use all the different parts of me of all of my human experience so far. And I think also a good indication if you're like not, not living on path, like on purpose, um, is when you just feel like a little bit empty, Mm -hmm. like a little bit unfulfilled. There's, there's ways to fill it. You know, you can, if you're feeling unhappy in your job, you can fill it through philanthropic work, you know, Mm -hmm. or giving back to the community. But Mm -hmm. you're asking the question we're talking about life purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. and how do you feel that? And and that has to do with like also self, you know, analyzing yourself, self-reflection, like What are the things that you're really good at? What are the things you're passionate about? What do you think you can um, uh, give to the world? And in what industry? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like those type of practical things. Questions you have to ask yourself. And so, when I was just feeling like. Also, another thing would be, you know, what are what is the what are the dreams you have for your future? Do you do you want to be married? Do you want to have children? And I was thinking about those things long term. Um, my husband, you know, had been working in the entertainment industry and still does, and very very successful and very busy. So my I was also thinking, being you know at that time a young person, like oh my goodness, like if we're both doing this craziness, um, how can we? take care of a child in a proper manner in which I wanted to do, take care of my child. Yeah. And, and that would have been like to choose and to, to raise her myself, to give her my values. Um, and because I didn't have that growing up. So, um, So that's, those were the choices I made and other people might make different choices. And because of that, I thought, you know, perhaps, um, I need to actually fully change industries completely. And I had, and, and, you know, when you're trying to figure out your purpose, the the universe and god will bring you signs through the people that you interact with yes. like you'll hear people say things to you and i remember people saying like you're really good at listening to people you you always you know give great advice or you're a good speaker um you know it was always about things that were about me internally like my internal qualities. Mm -hmm. Um, not like you're great at getting money and sponsorships at the PGA. No, it's not like that. You know, it was like the things that make me who I am. And so when that, when, when I was searching, I was thinking, I I feel like I'm meant to kind of go in the direction of, um, wellness and, and personal care and development, professional development. Um, suddenly a teacher appeared Mm -hmm. and they happened to be, um, Teaching at a school um, which was a college of hypnotherapy. And I saw it as a sign. Uh-huh. And because of that, I just thought, this is it. And I had no hesitation. Um, that is also a little bit of a sign to Just no hesitation. And just was like, this is it. And you feel it deep in your gut. It's mm-hmm. not like a logical thing. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the, this is what I'm meant to do. And so even, it, you know, even what I do now, it's not like, and all will be all only hypnotherapy, right? But it was one of the steps that led me to, to fully figure out, you know, who I am and what I do and everything. And that's, that's how it happened. Then I
1: went to school and started my practice and, you know? Was it, was it like, I mean, that's, it's really crazy. Cause I, I, I too believe in signs and I've experienced all these things that you're saying because I'm in my head, but I'm also in my heart a lot. I mm-hmm. go a lot of, I'm a very emotional sensitive person for better or worse. That's who I am. And so I'm very attentive to like, Oh, Oh, that thing ha- Oh, I felt like yeah, drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it's weird where you'll feel like this magnetism towards this thing. And because I was working in corporate and nonprofit yeah. and doing really well, I was up for a raise and, and you know, get um, promoted and stuff. And I was like, this doesn't really make me happy, mm-hmm. even though I enjoy my coworkers, but like this doesn't feel right. And then, so you switch gears. Were you yeah. able to just drop it? Like, was it a pretty clean cut? Like, because you had the certainty, you're just like... Yeah. Well, that's where I'm going I,
0: now. I look back and I'm like, I laugh at myself, like how I handled it, because I was like, it was kind of like, "F this, I'm out," you know. <laughs> Bye, deuces. Yes, see ya. Take care.
1: Or not? <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I'm, I'm, I'm not even no, here. It was, it was. <laughs>
0: It was like, once I figured it out and I was like, this is a path I'm supposed to go to, it was pretty crystal clear. And so then you take those kind of steps to transition out of the space, you know, like, you know, the practical things you do. You don't just like, I'm out. See ya, baby. You know, I update I, the LinkedIn. I, so, no, I, mean, was like, no, I, I, <laughs> I did, you know, I talked to the ED and let him know that I was, um, going to move on and, you know, my husband was supportive too. And, um, and then I, I went to school. Like I was, it was a gradual transition. Like I was still working and school was like in the evening and everything. And then, and then it was a gradual transition into that space. And then after that, you know, residency and then starting my practice. Um, so it wasn't like cold turkey. Yeah. Yeah. But all the things I st- I did in the community, I still kept those ties. I still kept active in those areas. Because
1: that's still, again, like you're <laughs> saying, there's there's other aspects of you that help fulfill who you yes. are, that it's not solely on career. But career is a big, big part for anybody. I think it's a yeah. really big part. We spend so much of our time and energy right focusing on developing it. And then, you know, that's our livelihood. So I think yeah. it, it counts for a lot. Yeah. So I think it's great. I, th- I think also,
0: like, you know, as... Like young people, if they're listening right now, it has to do also with like your, your career you spend so much of your time with, you know, in your waking life that it, it hopefully is something that you have, um that you have uh, pleasure in and that also can um not only sustain you but it, it that it drives you there's a purpose so like sort of all the things that i went through how, you know the theme the common theme has always been like what is your purpose and
1: who are you like yeah. how do you want to express it in the world you yeah. know and and i think through your life story your journey and then what we've talked about through the work that we're doing together is that it's really again the reminder which can get lost sometimes in the fray reminder that we're constantly evolving. There's no end to like our growth. And the fact that I started off as nonprofit corporate actor, now I'm writing, you know, I didn't know that that's where I was going to go. And then collaboration kind of made me a natural producer. I didn't know that that was going to be a path. I continued. I thought after collab, I'm doing acting and I'm like, no, but I still really love making things happen. So it's, it's interesting what life will hand you. Right. And then what you'll kind of continue to learn out of each experience. Yes. And you're never done.
0: You're never done. You're always in process. You're, you're, you're always in process until you die. Yeah. So, so don't give up. So people are like, Oh my gosh, when is this ever going to end? I'm like, I'm sorry to say, (laughs) say girl, it's never going to end. Sorry. (laughs) As soon as you accept that, it might be a little (laughs) bit easier. It'll be
1: easier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, life is about collecting all these different tools that you learn along the way and putting them in your little toolbox, you know, like, Oh, like this is, I learned something from this experience. Okay. It's in my toolbox. And like, you know, when I, when I was in my twenties, people would criticize me, like, why are you trying all these different things? And I'm like, I just always followed the energy in me, the light within me and, and the momentum. And if I was drawn to something, as you said, I would just follow it. And all these different experiences I had make me a better healer, a better hypnotherapist, a better writer, everything that I do now, I'm like, nothing has been wasted. All these life experience have been so useful. Cause mm-hmm. so you know, I can help more people cause I've had these different hats I've had to wear. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, you know, just have
1: no regrets. It's all It's all a process. It's a process. And I think also, too, what you're also shedding light on is it's about attitude, too. Mm -hmm. And those things, and those things, this is what I'm learning, is my attitude, like, I think, yeah, I've had a natural kind of ambitious personality or things I want to do. My mom has a word in Korean um it has a little <laughs> bit of a negative connotation I think it's a little mean but it basically means like she says I'm very greedy um but the, I'm saying to but to me I translate that it's just lost in translation but I, I think it has a connotation of like I want a lot mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's bad and I think you know I kind of made a bad this is when she's giving me crap when she's giving me grief I'm like <laughs> okay fine but it's also like well I want a lot out of life I want yes. I don't want to sit around and, and waste opportunities and I've learned how to make that something that works for me. So I was like, okay, if that's my natural tendency, like I'm a very greedy for everything. I want to taste everything. I want to feel everything. I want to experience like all the highs and lows. Then I want it to be something for good. And that's something I've chosen and matured into of like, okay, I I have a tendency to like, I'm very, I'm very extra. Yeah, I think that's like, it's the negative term of like being extra, but, um, yeah, like let's get the most out of life and then make it your friend. Make, make the thing that might be kind of like, Your adversary in certain aspects, make it make it work for you. Right. You know? I
0: I think also the context of where like it's important when people are giving you advice to hear from where the context it's coming from, because our parents' generation, like, they survived, like, war, and they came to America with really nothing. Poverty. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, I was immigrant with my mom and dad. We, we moved here together when I was, like, one and a half. So, like, I get that. So they're, they're, they're really coming from a different place. Like, yeah. it's a dream of a new life and a new thing, but they're also cautious because they came from such hardship, you know, and they don't want that for, for us. And so... Um, they They also came from a place where you know there were at least my memories of childhood were you know we we it was very racist where we were, so it was safer to keep our head down and not to dream so big, yeah, but then you know in every generation that comes around, there's a spark of more light in them and spark of more that there's this this bigger desire for a a dreamer of a bigger life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with, because you're supposed to improve with each generation. you you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be smaller than what your parents came here. They, they are worried about you. That's why they say those crazy things. Yeah. But the truth is they want you to be better than them. Yeah. You know? So you gotta like, you got to, like, not hear it sometimes. Yeah. And, like, politely say, oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> yes, mother. Yes. I- I, that, was, that changed my life. That was one of the moments that changed my life when I started to say yes to my parents. And it, at the it was a little bit, like, a little bit just try to, like, make them go away. But, like, I, when I genuinely meant it, it really changed our relationship because they are like, oh, you're listening to me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, like, I should listen Aww. to you because you're saying something you mean the best. Yeah. And I need to learn how to interpret that and not be, like, ah.
0: Yes. Why are you? And they can be harsh. You it, know, yeah. Asian parents can be harsh in general. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like you know, I, I just if if they're not harsh and they actually can speak their feelings, that
1: that's like a unicorn in the Asian Asian race. It, like you it, don't see that often. It is, and that's why I'm so baffled by my father because he's turning more. He's always Aww. been a deeply philosophical, but now it's it's um, offered with a softer tone, oh, that's and it makes all the difference. Yeah. Like it's just different. Yeah. Do you see why parents make therapist oh, You guys. So cute. Um. And and and. Speaking of like the therapy part of it, I mean, so now you're in this completely new world, and you've shed this PGA former life, and and now you're going Sorry, to college. In, yeah, we still love. We you there. still love you. We love you. Love you. Though she still supports. She's supportive. We still are. We're Yeah, still good energy. But when you went into this space and you're like really kind of learning the nuts and bolts of, of hypnotherapy and learning the practice of self care, mental mm-hmm. mental well being, mm-hmm. um, how is that for you? Because you said that you practice it yourself. You like applied it to yourself because you yeah. had these visualization techniques that you yes. learned in your skating world. Yeah. How did that then feel when you're really becoming the caregiver to somebody else? You know, like you're doing that for you, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But now you're kind of like... You know, you have all these other people's, you know, vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and psyches, and their their well being kind of in your hands. Right. How has that been for you? Because I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. I want to care for people's mental well being by talking about it on a podcast, but you're actually like sitting down one on one. I'm sitting here, like you know, <laughs> where you sit on this couch and I just like pour out <laughs> my guts to you. How how has that been? And 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 what? And also, kind of curious, like distinguishing hypnotherapy between mm-hmm. traditional just like standard therapy of just like speaking one-on-one.
0: Right, right. All those things. Right. Um, I think the the best teachers in life are people who teach from their own life experience. And so, you know, as I help other people and I share whatever advice I have, um, it's also from my own life experience and also from my teachers and the people that I learn from and Mm -hmm. people I admire also. So um, as I continually grow in process... um, you know, it's been it's been so rewarding and such a privilege and an honor to be able to welcome a new person every time they come into my space and want to experience what um, hypnotherapy is or just the healing world and and this type of. Um, um, place that this kind of space that I'm in that it's an honor to be able to help them because um, they open up their life to you and that's um, something very special not to take for granted mm-hmm. um, so I I live from experience I teach from my own life experience um, and all the best teachers in the world and motivational speakers and, and everyone um, usually have they, they have their mentors too that's very important because there are you know there's wisdom from the sages from before you have to learn from them then you you step into that role and you give it back to the next generation and then they have to transition into your role. And so it's a continually, um, this process of, you know, finding new teachers and let, and becoming one yourself and then, you know, just ev- evolving. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. um, so I just feel like I always pray for God to give me people that I know how to help because uh-huh. I want to always work with integrity. Um, and so I will only work with people that I know I can help. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if I, if I feel like it's out of my scope, I will happily refer them to somebody else Yeah, you know that I know is an expert at something. But in my space, you know, I've just, you know, because I have that prayer, um, and I have the, the prayer of like, Giving people the best part of me and being a, the best service for them for their highest and greatest good, um, you know that's that's always been what's happened. Yeah, and so. Um and your other question was about like what's the difference between hypnotherapy and regular therapy. So traditional therapy is, is wonderful. It work, you know, you you're talking about your feelings and your thoughts in process with somebody that um, like a hypnotherapist is a professional listener and can fine tune and really just hear everything that you're saying and then dissect it and help you analyze it. Yeah. And hypnotherapy is the same thing also where I'm listening to someone very, it's very active listening. And so it's, it is a lot of work to be able to hear everything that you're, you're sharing and saying, and then sort of, um, dissect each part of the thoughts that you're having and the concerns and issues. And then the, the difference between traditional therapy and hypnotherapy is that at the very end of a session, you're doing hypnosis to work with the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and to actually create the change in your behavior. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that you're working through and you're getting stuck or if you're getting writer's block or some type of thing that you feel like if I continue on this pattern, um, I'm, it will, I will, you know, self-sabotage or self-destruct. Then you can use hypnosis because it's a really effective tool, um, where you plant the seed in your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is the majority of your brain. It's like 80% of your brain. Like you and I right now are only using like 10% of our brain to 10 to 12. Can you believe it? I'm talking. <laughs> oh my God. We should all be in 20. This hypnosis is only 10 to 12. Because- I know, right? <laughs> but, but you're, beh- it's, it's fascinating. It's like your mind, you're mind blown by how, Little of our brain we use during the day, cognitively. So the subconscious mind holds all your memories and your thoughts and your behaviors and your perception of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so... With hypnosis, if you feel like there's something that's like off and wrong, like you're not you're you have low self-esteem or you're just on the right wrong path and you want to get on the right path, you have to go into the subconscious mind and change the negatives into positives. Yeah. Yep. And then retrain your brain like an athlete does when they're learning a new sport or a new technique or a new skill. And you do that with your brain. And then pretty soon you just feel like after, you know, a few days or weeks. You are just—you'll get on course again. You'll yeah. correct the former behavior,
1: which is that's so the difference. Yeah, <laughs> and I—I per- I freaking love it. Well, to me, it's like you know—I know that there's a lot of skeptics out there, which is why I want to talk about hypnosis a little bit because you—you you already started that—that that part of the conversation because people, I genuinely believe, will come from a public health background. I was always just fascinated with the human body about how much we. Everything runs on autopilot. There's so little that we're consciously doing. I mean, we gotta exercise and eat well, those are conscious things that we're gonna input. But in general, you don't ever get up and tell your, your immune system to work. It's doing that. you know. Yes. Your heart's pumping. There's a lot of functions that are just doing their thing, right, right? including the brain. And then I'm really fascinated by the human mind and our emotions yes. and to know that, yeah, a bulk of it is influenced by a lot of different things and then will run on its own autopilot mm-hmm. as we go, <laughs> and it will accumulate. And if yes. you don't maintain that, if you don't do the work to like, it's like a car, if you don't do the oil change and change the spark plugs. If you don't yeah. work on that, you're just going to run on this autopilot that really could maybe take you a place that you really do not want to go.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, it's like the image of the, of the, um, rat on the wheel.
1: Mm-hmm. It just keeps running and running, but it's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, and- I definitely felt that. And yeah. I feel like when I, it's funny that, you know, I've shared different traumas and, and struggles that I've gone through that I found it really laughable that I didn't do you know um any sort of real therapy well i mean i feel like acting and talking with my girlfriends mm-hmm. and talking with my brother and talking with my family have mm-hmm. been very therapeutic but therapy i feel like i'm just so it's so funny it's taken me this long <laughs> it's okay and i'm like wow but it's also maybe i had to be ready to receive it like you're saying because yeah. i really do believe in in the mind being um very malleable i think the mind is very in it, it's you can influence your own mind a lot. You know, the music you listen to, the type of meditation, how often you do it, the things that you do to like give your brain space to breathe, to sleep and rejuvenate, all those things like help it survive and thrive. So I I personally really believe in hypnosis and guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, But you said that there's a distinguished, like there's different ways people are suggestible, right? Or like Mm -hmm. that's a different thing, too, for, for people, that they're not all going to be receptive to.
0: Um, everyone can be hypnotized. Uh-huh. Um, and it just has to do with how they process words and all of your, you know, your conditioning and how you behave and function in the world stems from your primary caretaker when you're a child. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like mind blowing to know that you're like, Oh my God, you have to look back on your life. Like
1: who the hell raised me? You know, I think we're doing that anyway. And
0: and, and it's just like, you look back and you're like, Oh my goodness. It's really between zero and eight where the brain is like fully formed Mm -hmm. and all the opinions about yourself is fully formed. So it's, all the Eight? people Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But guess what? The the hope and the light at the end of the tunnel is that you can use tools like this, like hypnosis to repair and change anything that might have been ingrained in childhood. Mm-hmm. And there's always hope. You know, I mean I did it, I did it because I had this like, you know, you know, just being a figure skater and a woman in the world, you know, just to this opinion of having to always need to, needing to prove myself, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I had to change the way I thought about realizing that I was enough. I'm good enough. Like I'm well loved. The, the fact that I exist in this world and I was born means that I came from love and I am love and I should have self-love. And so I I feel like, you know, um, this type of work is, Sort of part of my mission in helping people sort of rediscover their their own journey to self love again too yeah
1: yeah and a lot of that yeah. I mean that's <laughs> good to get in depth about my th- but I'm down to share whatever but it is about <laughs> addressing your inner child and like figuring out how those things have played out yeah into adulthood and I'm I'm very grateful for that because I actually discovered um, well I did a guided meditation in high school. Mm -hmm. in my health class one time and I was like, this was magical because it was so, I was going through a really, you know, I had a very bad abusive relationship during all of my high school days and we laid on the floor, she turned off the lights and she just talked us into this really calm state and I just felt like I was like really like melting into the floor and I passed out and it was something I'd struggle with was sleeping because it was really bad. A lot of anxiety, I was going through a lot of things, but it was just so, relaxing. And I think that was in and of itself the beginning, maybe like Mm -hmm. when I was 15 Mm -hmm. to understand people helping you Mm -hmm. by talking you down, calming you in and of itself was already so healing. Cause I was in this like frazzled, depressed and frantic state Right, and having this calm voice just take you to a place of relaxation. It just in general, whether you're awake or hypnotized, it helps you receive anything better when you're calm and relaxed and not frightened and right in a protective mode and fight or flight. Right. Yes, absolutely.
0: And it, it has to do with, um, getting in touch with your intuition and, you know, what we call the higher self and the part, the inner guidance system in you versus the ego. And mm-hmm. the ego is that part of you that is, you know, all about resistance, like resistance to change and resistance to the good things in life. And, and it's that negative voice in you, that kind of monkey mind that runs like rampant where yeah. it's just trying to like bring you down. And uh, when people live unconsciously or unaware, the ego and that negative mindset is what runs their life. Yeah. It, get, it gets them off course yeah. and, you know, it gets them to a place where they feel like um, they can't get out or they're stuck in this sort of, um, this sort of uh, natural digression. And so, so what our job is as all human beings is to, to get, control of it. Mm -hmm. And as you do, there's a moment where the, the ego goes, Oh my God, she's discovered me. What am I going to do? I need to hold on to the way she was. It felt so good. And then, and then it's like, Oh my God, she's going to, she's going to destroy me. But, but the whole purpose is to, to be able to acknowledge it and go, Hey, thank you for helping me to survive all these years. You know, there's a strength about the ego, but guess what? Now I'm ready for change, but you'll always be there. I acknowledge you, but I just have to dial you down and quiet you down. You're not going to run the show. You're not going to run the show and just quiet that a little bit. And that, that takes practice. So you, so you have to do things like guided meditations and hypnosis and, and, um, mindfulness, you know, just
1: living your life that way and practicing
0: your to get in touch with your intuition. Yeah,
1: Yeah. absolutely. And, and the active listening that you're talking about Mm -hmm. too, that's honestly been, it was a really sobering recognition to, to sit there and be like, I don't think I really listen to myself or to others. You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of, you're on this autopilot Mm -hmm. thing and you're kind of just reacting to everything. Mm -hmm. It's different than when you're saying like, listen, respond, Mm -hmm. hear what someone else is really trying to communicate versus what you hear. And then you just Whatever it's triggering in you, you just go at it, which right. was like my tendency, to be honest. I was like right. running at all cylinders. I wasn't slowing down. I wasn't relaxing. I wasn't listening. And then whatever, the, the broken inner child in me, which is, yeah, I've been running rampant for quite a while. Just pff, ran the show and then... Things would hit the fan. (laughs) It's okay, (laughs) terrible things. But but I also learned how to survive that. I also like (laughs) look back in retrospect. I'm like, you know, I'm glad that I see in retrospect. I was trying to help myself and incrementally, like getting better with my health and working out and then doing the guided meditation. I actually started that in 2013. Yeah, so it's actually been almost six years that I've been doing guided meditations to sleep. So I'm glad, and it kind of, and I feel like it led me to that next step, right? To be more receptive and to just chill out and, right. and be like, you know, it's just practice, you, Minji. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. grateful for those steps. And last year I did like a life coach situation, right? which opened me up to like, what do I really prioritize? What are my values? And mm-hmm. it did lead me to my mental health needs to be a priority mm-hmm. for myself, not to just preach about, but to practice. Oh, and then that's when I came into And that's that. when you <laughs> showed up, which it's is great. amazing. <laughs> And I'm also curious, Manny, though, like, what do you say to naysayers? What do you say to people who think that, you know, therapy or, like, you know, there's so many different ways that people mm-hmm. have stigmas or, yeah. like, resistance, right, right, in general? How do you... Do Do you do people ever talk to you about that? Or have you ever encountered conversations where, like, hypnosis is a joke or, like, therapy? I mean, there's better things I can do with my money right. or whatever, you know? Like, do you, how do you handle those conversations? I, I feel like... um I think we're living in a time now
0: because of all the things that are happening in the news and, and, um, that, that people are getting overloaded. And because they're overloaded with like too much information and, and like too much negativity or the things that are happening in their life and they need to manage it, it's affecting their health. So yeah. so they're starting to create and realize the connection between the body, mind and spirit. Like your your physical body manifests your emotional state inside. And so I hear less resistance about, you know, what I do. That's great. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. Um and you know, I think in the past, perhaps I, I only see it mostly in the Asian community where there's a little bit of a stigma attached to therapy um, or hypno you know just any 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 medium where you have to talk and share your feelings. Okay, <laughs> I mean this podcast might be radical too. I know. I mean, like, what you are know, you doing? Yeah, you're talking out loud to the public about your feelings
1: airing oh your love. dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's that's the only place, and I, I feel like you know. But it's also like fear, you know, ego, you know, reacts differently in different people. So some people have a strong ego where they're like, Oh my God, I cannot be vulnerable. And, but, but I feel like now these days, um, I think people understand the need for, um, that you can't do everything alone. And and it's important to take care of your, your mental and spiritual emotional health, as well as your physical body too. Um, it's all interrelated and, you know, you living in this type of society, especially in Los Angeles, there's a lot of pressure, you know, it's a, it's a city that compares and contrasts every day, every minute, you know, and you're doing me about it. I know, right. You're doing in the environment and you're doing it to yourself. I mean, that's like crazy, exhausting, exhausting. So, so, so this type of work helps you sort of to take a pause and regroup and reset yourself so that you can get into that place where, You trust the process and you can get in touch with that intuition and you, and let that be your guidance system. Right. Yeah. So that it doesn't, you know, so that that runs your life rather than the negative monkey mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The monkey mind is such a like vivid visual in my head now. Yeah. And yeah. And, but if people are new to this and they, they don't know, I just explain it to them in a very logical manner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, normal, in most cases I'll be, you know, be able to kind of share, um, the positive benefits of it yeah. and they're open to it, you know? Yeah. So
1: it's been okay, you know? And yeah. I think, and I think that was part of my journey with, um, the steps that we're saying that gets you to the place where you're ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. It takes steps and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, just cause you, you're resistant to it now doesn't mean you're going to be resistant to it five years from now. And I do agree with you that all the stimuli mm-hmm. right now in all of our environments <laughs> is prompting a little bit of like, so are, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why are you so stressed? You're not able to sleep. Why'd you gain? so much weight and how come you're not able to like carry on a good conversation? Like there's all these different cues and symptoms that are kind of emerging a lot more frequently. right? But thankfully making people kind of open their minds a little bit and be like, maybe I do need help. Even my father, again, back to my dad, can't believe that this like man over 60 would, the last person I thought would like say, I need to talk to somebody yeah, and that he would Elect to pay money and get in his car and go somewhere away from his home <laughs> to right. do that. That's I was like, beautiful, blows my mind, right? But I was like, this is this is the tides. They're changing. Yes. So yeah. This is good.
0: Yeah. Change can happen at any age. And, yeah. And like you know, your best investment is 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 taking care of yourself and your mm-hmm. own well being. Because if, if if you can do that, then everything else will run better. And, yes. and Well. And it it does take courage to be able to kind of look at yourself and look at the things you need to improve and to open yourself up to someone. So I
1: love that word yeah. courage. Like that's honestly yeah. a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. I think approaching things as like to me maybe it's because I grew up with my brother who's like don't be a wuss you know but I I really <laughs> I really admire people who are brave because cool. I also know what it feels like to be scared of so right. many things scared to be vulnerable scared to mess up in front of people and then you're like no I'm gonna brave this I mean I'm gonna be courageous yeah when I applied that word versus like even sometimes versus morality even like do the right thing because oh. sometimes that feels murky like well, what is the right thing? But when I feel like, yeah. oh no, it's gonna be what's the thing that I value and then how can I be brave to do that? When I frame it that way, right. I move a little bit right more effectively. Right. So right. I love that you frame it with like be courageous. Yes, like, yeah. And, and care for yourself.
0: Yeah, and courage. I think courage is like I, it's a powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's like a, it's an emotion in motion. Yeah. It leads you to actually do things that will improve your life. Because you, you feel triumphant yeah. after you do Yeah, it. You're yeah. like, I did that. Yeah, it comes from the inside. And yeah. I think truly the people who are the bravest are the ones who are the most vulnerable. You know, the ones who really, you know, can can share the part of themselves and they're not hiding anything. Yeah. You know, so I, I really, I really do believe that. I think people, you know, can pretend to be courageous and brave and that can help in some instances, but when life gives you like the real big tests, you know, that's when you're tested
1: if you really got it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> much love. I mean, this is, I appreciate this so much. And I also think um, I had a previous episode with a dear friend, Dia Frampton, who's a wonderful musician and actress, but we had a whole discussion about rejection. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can kind of accumulate. Wounds because we try to be vulnerable and then we get shut down. Yeah. So that's why I also think that therapy in general, because it is a practice and then there is a way to be skilled in it mm-hmm. and people to be trained in it and to go to school for it like you yeah. did. I think that it also matters who you talk to and who you are vulnerable with. Yeah. Um. That's why I think, you know, going to a professional is, is a good thing. You know, we have our friends and they're amazing, right. but maybe they're not equipped to give you the right, Perspective or the guidance that you might need at that juncture. So I just like, I say like, that's what I've learned just because I think I leaned on a lot of different things and people Mm -hmm. in my, in my process of learning. Right. In some of it, just being straight up immature, like leaning on guys to like fix something that they cannot—you know what I mean? Like you're right. you're trying to get the solution from the wrong, from the external world, from the external yeah. world. And so sometimes it's like be mindful. I think that's my response in anybody's question about therapy it's to be like really thoughtful in the process of choosing who to open up to, mm-hmm. because my dad kind of. I, oh, he's gonna get so mad that I'm like telling him, <laughs> stuff. but he went to um, a female therapist, yeah. younger, around my age, and I was like, "That's really great that you went, but maybe she doesn't understand your story because you're over sixty, mm-hmm. you're Korean, mm. you're an immigrant, you're a man. Like, it could be better maybe to find somebody closer to who you are to like like an Asian male, does you, like an, an Asian, Asian American male. man, yeah, yeah, to maybe understand on a more baseline thing because I think he's. So tough to like share his feelings anyway mm-hmm. that I think it was exhausting him to try to explain everything to this right. young woman who means well but like maybe right. didn't get it right wasn't away. the best fit yeah yeah so yeah. I'm now I'm back on the wheel trying to like go find someone better it's like, I tried and I'm like no don't give up don't give up <laughs> yeah don't give up. <laughs> So, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up, Dad. Yeah. The right one's coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just grateful that he's been open to it. And Penny, like you're also writing this book and you're doing all these you're doing your podcast. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that before we sign off and like what your your
0: everything is? Sure. The the podcast is called See the Way with Panny Way. And it's a it's an offshoot of my former one. I had a podcast called Positive Changes with Panny Way. Mm-hmm. It's on it was uh it was Ranked top one hundred best podcasts in spirituality on iTunes. Yes, I took a little break from it to you know raise my family and everything, and um, now I'm coming back into the podcast world. I ran that for like eight years, and it was so great. And now I'm just so happy to come back and reincarnate with this new one. And this one has to, is is very similar. Um, it'll be motivational message each and every week. Um, I will have the same type of people like in the mind body spirit world, but also luminaries. And experts in various fields um, so that they can shed light on how they um illuminate their own path and their journey and offer tools and tips to help people um reach their own dreams as well. So I will get some of like my favorite best-selling authors on the show and Love and it. um you know sometimes it'll just be me. And um the book that I'm writing is like a compilation of my life experience of how I um, got to this place of self healing and got really a strong hold of uh, my you know negative mindset. You yeah, know, about that we all are inherently born with, but especially with Asian Americans, we have like it really high volume. It's
1: it's pretty intense. <laughs> like so- I, I hate to play that comparison game, but it's I've collected data over the years. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. It's
0: intense in our community. Ah, I love um, it, yeah, any community that, that comes from an old, like it's sort of like a long-standing legacy or tradition, like, you know, old cultures and everything. But, um, so this book is, I'm hoping that it will help, um, enlighten people and help them on the journey of self-healing and help them get in touch with that inner critic part of them. And then also, um, you know, it, it's been a long time coming. So I'm, I'm just ready for it to be born. So it's yes. like giving birth, man. I <laughs> like struggling with it every day. Sometimes the resistance, resistance, you know, but it's, it's been, it's, you know, it's this new, new goal of mine for the new year. So I hopefully will have happier news to share with you when it's done and I can bring it back to you and go, Hey, here you go. It's like, your
1: yes, office. Thank you. Well, I also know that you, you've also spoken that you have your mentors and you have people that in your world to help drive you and give you that motivation or that pep talk yeah. or whatever you need to like reset and go.
0: Yes. It's important. Yeah. We have our, I mean, I have my people. I have, you know, I, I'm lucky to have a mentor who's a person that I admire and that works in the same space as I do. And I think it's important when you pick a mentor to pick somebody that not. Is not someone that's just a good in their specific field, but if they're a real mentor, it's someone you admire in their whole life. Yeah, and so um, you know, I sort of convinced this person to be my mentor when good. I was in school. Oh, guess that was, mentor. She was not taking mentors, mentees. I mean, and I was like, <laughs> here I, just, I am. I know. I, I just showed up. I was like, I just really. I admire you. You're a good teacher. Somehow I just became her mentee. So I just have, it just naturally happened. I, I'm so grateful. So anyways, like that's important because, um, and, and it's important to choose people that I, I feel like are older and wiser, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm at that place where, you know, I'm also mentoring people and, you know, I also know my mentor is not going to live forever. Yeah. So there's that feeling of just like, how can I keep this? wheel of wisdom going that everything she gave me, I will give to the next generation and then, you know, step into her place and, and find a new teacher. And, you know, it's just that process. Yeah. It's important for everybody, especially people who are um, sensitive, who are artists, you know, um, life impacts you more, but the reason why it does is because your gift is your sensitivity and you put that and translate that into your art form so you can give it to the world. So. Artists especially have to have somebody that they can process
1: with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to well, survive. I love it. <laughs> I love that. I I, I do genuinely feel that it's been a pretty transformative year. I mean, like, if you see my podcast, there's just, like, anxiety and this. And it's, but it's but it's also part of that process. To be, I love that I can look back on it and be like, yeah. oh, wow, that's where I was. And then yeah. you can see the change. Yeah, And I feel the change, and it's really great. So um, if people want to learn more about you, follow your work and, like, find out yeah. when your book's going to come out and all that stuff, where can they go? They can go to my website, and that's paniway.com.
0: And it's spelled p a n n e y w e i dot com. Yes, yay. dot
1: com. <laughs> and um, any? Do you want to plug your Instagram or anything like that?
0: I'm I'm on um, social media all at at and at Instagram Penny. and Facebook as well. Very cool. Yeah, and Twitter too. And, Though you'll get yeah, Twitter's is. I think Twitter is like a, a a tough place to kind of do quips because you can't give concur deep meaningful.
1: You know, there's some people really good so, at it. Yeah, I'm I'm more verbose.
0: Like, I yeah, have more words. But that's your style. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's mine too. Yeah. So I'm like Twitter. Oh my God. It's always hard to get those like 140 characters. Oh Lord. Kind of like, what? Yes, so yes. I was like, I'll
1: say this all in emojis, but it won't translate. <laughs> uh, emojis uh, are better sometimes. They are though. I love emojis. Yeah, I do too. Well, thank you so much Panny, for being on my podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for, um, giving, imparting your light with me, helping me with my, Everything, yeah, my pleasure. You're you're a joy to work with. Panic can attest, like I'm intense. No, but, no, it's but it's good. good. But it's good. I'm trying to. I'm owning that. You're you know? an I'm artist. Like, yeah, yeah, artist. No, it's um, good. and and there'll be more discussions. Hopefully, and we'll we'll bring you back and talk about your book. Sure. Um, and there are more conversations to come because we'll continue to change and have more insight on all the things. Yeah, love to talk to you about motherhood and all that stuff. Oh my God, too, let's you love your daughter so much. Again. <laughs> you're I so sweet, she's so wonderful. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning. Into this episode of First of All, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to share it with a friend, please do. Um, if you enjoyed, please subscribe and leave a five star review because it gives me a lot of good feelings and motivates me to make more. Um, and if you'd like to support this podcast as a patron, please go to patreon.comslash first of all podcast and you can subscribe and become a monthly donor to this podcast and keep the Wi Fi and microphone on. And you can find this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts podcast i'm a very proud member of the potluck podcast collective shout out to marvin ua for being my amazing audio engineer and producer you the MVP. it's not me it's all you (laughs) um and shout out to aquafina for use of her song yellow ranger and i'm about to be in sundance so i'm gonna peace out right now and we wish you the best week of health happiness wellness year you know all the days any last words Penny? you want to say to anyone Just live your life on high, dream bigger dreams for
0: yourself, stay grounded in who you are, and don't ever let anyone tell you you can't make your
1: dreams come true. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.